Let's uh, go before the Lord, steady our hearts and minds and focus. Blessed Lord, we pray your Holy Spirit will descend upon us. Grant us the gift of clarity of speech, clarity of hearing and understanding. And we'll give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Once upon a time, there were three little pigs. One day, they decided to leave home and to make their way in the world. Knowing they had to build houses, they began searching for building materials. First little pig found a man with straw. So he bought it and built his house with straw. Uh, The second little pig found a man with sticks. So he bought them and built his house with sticks. The third little pig found a man with bricks. So he bought them and built his house of bricks. One day along came a big bad wolf who was very hungry. Big bad wolf went up to the house of straw and said, little pig, little pig, let me in. The little pig responded, I knew you'd know this one. The wolf was enraged and said, well, I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house in. And that's just what he did. He blew the house down. The little pig, terrified, ran to the house of his brother in the house of sticks. Big bag wolf went to the house of sticks and said, little pig, little pig, let me in. Then I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house in. And that's just what he did with the house of sticks. He blew the house down. The two little pigs, scared, ran to their brother's house of bricks. The big bad wolf went to the house of bricks. And he said, little pig, little pig, let me in. The little pig said, Good crowd today, good crowd today. Well, the wolf said, well, I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house in. And he huffed and he puffed. And he huffed and he puffed. And he could not blow the house of bricks down. Frustrated and angry, he ran off and the little pigs went on living their little piggy lives. A great story and one very relevant. I can do that way. If you grew up in the 50s, I was born in 1952 in the Kensington section of Philadelphia, if any of you are familiar with that. Back then, or if you've seen the movie Back to the Future, if you're not old enough, you, you will have seen a scene something like this. Notice what's going on there. A gas attendant is filling up the tire with air. Back then, this is what happened. They came out, remember, they check your oil and water, wipe your windows, wash your windows off, fill your tires up uh, with air. Not exactly what you would see today, but back then it was common practice. Even wore uniforms sometimes and ties in the gas station. That was back, and when Marty went back, he went back to 1955. 
Well, when Marty goes back to 1985, he sees this in his town, a, a site that we're probably all much more familiar with. Marty's town was full of trash, people, homeless people laying on the benches. Uh, it has not improved since 1985, I dare say. It's accelerated and gotten worse. <coughs> Many of us, when looking, maybe if you watch Back to the Future, we say, oh, remember how it used to be? What went wrong? What happened? In such a short time, our country seems to have destroyed itself. It's falling apart. Why? Well, you may have your own reasons why that's happening. I'm going to suggest one today. Accept it or think of your own, but something certainly went awry. Now, I'll use the analogy of the little pigs in the houses. Back in the 50s, when I was growing up, America was a house of bricks. It was solid. And I don't mean it was perfect. We had all kinds of problems then. We had racial problems then. We have racial problems now. But what we did have that we don't have now was a shared vision of what we should be as a country. We had a shared vision of, of what a human being was, what a person of character and integrity was supposed to be. We, we knew perhaps we were falling short, but we knew what we were falling short of. We had a model. We had a house of bricks, and it kept us solid. <clears throat> this is why when Dr. King, in 1963, gave us the I Have a Dream speech, he said, I have a dream that my four little children will live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but the content of their character. Again, maybe we fell short, but we knew what he was talking about. We knew what the content of one's character ought to be. And it was a model to strive for. <clears throat> and when I was growing up, we, we did strive for that. I was involved in a, an organization that still exists. It has changed much over the years. And that organization was the Boy Scouts. Back then it was called the Boy Scouts. And this was founded by Robert Baden-Powell. It was not a specifically Christian religious organization, but it was based firmly on biblical principles. And again, what we had then was... I'm going to, three words I'm going to describe what we had then and perhaps is missing now. And I'm going to say biblical character formation. The Scouts were founded to form biblical character, to instill biblical virtues. He wanted to reach out to all religions, but the principles of the Scouts, especially founded in the Scout law, were specifically drawn from the Bible. He once described the Scouts as nothing less than Christianity applied to life, which is what it was. And in the Scout Law, we have 12 Christian virtues 
that are um, promulgated. And back then, they were promulgated by institutions, by schools, by civic organizations, by families. This is what ideally you wanted to instill in your children. Now, I say that the title of the sermon is, What's Your House Made Of? I'm going to just go quickly through the 12 virtues of the Scout Law. And I want you to ask yourself three questions, all of us. Number one, are these virtues still promulgated by our schools, by our civil institutions, by our government, even by our churches? Number two, are these virtues instilled by you in yourself? Are these virtues you consciously seek to nurture in yourself? And number three, are these virtues qualities that you seek to instill in your children or your grandchildren or your loved one or anyone that you have influence over? Some of them, as I, as I looked at this list, sound a little bizarre today, maybe quaint and corny, but, you know, they are really the foundation of a house of bricks. Think about these and ask yourself the questions that I pose to you. Scout is trustworthy. Tell the truth and keep promises. People can depend on you. Scout is loyal. Show that you care about your family, friends, scout leaders, school, and country. I'm not going to comment on any of these because one could comment a lot. I'm not going to. Helpful. Volunteer to help others without expecting a reward. Friendly. Be a friend to everyone, even people who are very different from you. Courteous, be polite to everyone and always use good manners. I will not comment on that one. Kind, treat others as you want to be treated. Never harm or kill any living thing without good reason. Obedient, follow the rules of your family, school, and pack. Obey the laws of your community and country. Cheerful. Look for the bright side of life. Cheerfully do tasks that come your way. Try to help others be happy. I'm not crying. I'm smelling my nose. I have a runny nose. Thrifty. Work to pay your own way. Try not to be wasteful. Use time, food, supplies, and natural resources wisely. Brave. Face difficult situations even when you feel afraid. Do what you think is right despite what others might be doing or saying. Clean. Keep your body and mind fit. Help keep your home and community clean. Reverent. Be reverent toward God. Be faithful in your religious duties. Oh, I didn't change the page, did I? <clears throat> Respect the beliefs of others. Simple, but very profound. 
To build a house of bricks, this should be the foundation. Of course, we as Christians, the foundation would be Jesus Christ, the cornerstone, the foundation of the apostles and prophets. But this is how one would live out the Bible. Christianity applied. Now, many of us who are old enough um, remember what came after the 50s. What came after the 50s? The 60s. Oh, what a time. What a great time, huh? Well, we had all kinds of interesting things going on. We had free love. We had drugs. It's your thing. Do what you want to do. Question all authority and throw it off, including the Bible. Biblical character formation began to seem like some kind of a foreign idea, some kind of a strange alien teaching. We are still fighting the wave, the demons that were let loose from the abyss in those days. They, they are still overwhelming us, and we see the effects. And I don't know if there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I haven't noticed one as of yet. But don't be in despair. There's good news coming. So the 60s kind of tore down the house of bricks and we as a nation decided we're going to build houses of straw and sticks. And we can see they're not standing very well. Now, I've been accused of those who love me of being a gloomy, maybe a little pessimistic. You be the judge if one is pessimistic. I was looking around for someone describing the state of our culture today, and this guy was interesting. He uh, doesn't pull any punches. You decide if he's right or wrong. I think he had a lot to say. <clears throat> His web page is uh, kind of telling. It's called 10 Signs America is Headed for Certain Collapse. So that will give you a hint of where he's heading with that. <clears throat> but when I read his stuff, I said, you know, he may be on to something. <clears throat> and he says this as he introduces his little article. The United States is going to collapse. This isn't a fear-mongering statement, just a fact. Everyone knows it. Now, we might not know it, we might suspect it, we might regret it, we might look back to Marty McFly in 1955 and say, man, I wish things were like they were back then. It wasn't perfect, but man, it was pretty good. But mm, we certainly aren't trending in a positive direction. And he gave 10 primary reasons. I have two of them, which I think are very relevant. You judge them for yourself. He points to one screen addiction. The invention of the smartphone will surely go down in history as one of the most destructive pieces of technology ever invented. Between social media, streaming, porn, gaming, and shopping addictions, we're breaking our necks frying our eyes and shattering any sense of offline meaning or belonging. I think he's got that down. We don't know the meaning of community anymore other than outside of your Facebook friends or whatever it else is they're using today. And he gives another one, <clears throat> another house of straw. <clears throat> We've replaced perhaps <clears throat> biblical character formation which is geared, if you noticed, to, to community and relationships, we are mired in a wave of individualism. 
America is a piece of glass that has been shattered into 331 million shards, each stabbing the next in a frantic fight for survival. America is a fractured, atomized nation with each member hell-bent on self-actualization, obsessed with concocting a singularly unique identity, and blinded by the idea that autonomy and freedom are the same thing. I think he is accurate. But all that gloomy news, there is a ray of hope. <clears throat> because there is still a house of bricks to be found. This is the house of brick. This is the house where the biblical character formation needs to take place. This is the house of brick where when all the folks living in houses of straw and houses of sticks have their houses blown down by the big bad wolf of culture and going with the crowd of today and do your own thing, when he blows their houses down, we need to let people know, come to the house of bricks. It will stand. The wolf cannot blow this house down because it is rooted firmly in Jesus Christ. But we don't want to build it ourselves. We want to contract that out. <clears throat> the, the, the price is too high. We can't pay it. But it's been prepaid. I have a guy who can do it. His, his name is the Jesus Contracting Company. And if he's not building the house, and brothers and sisters, you know the state of many churches in this country as well. If Jesus isn't building the house, give it up. Your efforts are in vain. We need to keep this house up. We need to maintain the bricks. We need to check. We are all on the Spiritual Buildings and Grounds Committee. It's our job to maintain the brick, to check to see if there's any loose ones. But if we want to keep this house of bricks strong, we have to keep our own houses of bricks strong. This house of bricks will only be as strong as our individual, our family houses of bricks. Because here's something you know that is true. In your house, the big bad wolf of culture, the big bad wolf of I determine what truth is, the big bad wolf of let's do it the way the crowd is doing it, is going to come to your door. He's hungry. He wants to devour you. He wants to devour your children. You have to form biblical character so that they can stand strong. Not only guard the front door, but guard what I really consider the flat screen wolf portal that you have in your house. That is an entry point for the big bad wolf. He can come in there and devour you. So if you truly, in your homes, 
in your family, in yourself, and in your children. Buck the tide of culture. Instill in yourself the Christian moral and character virtues. Instill them in your children. Make sure they are raised according to God's principles. Then your house can stand strong. When the wolf comes knocking, I pray that when he says, little Christian, little Christian, let me in, you're not going to say, not by the hair of my chinny-chin-chin. You're going to have a different answer. And that answer will be, if it seems evil to you, Mr. Big Bad Wolf, to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. But for me and my house, you hear what I'm saying, people, brothers and sisters? I don't care what's going on out there. I don't care who's pressuring me. I don't care what they are telling my children. I will correct it. And for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen.